You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. Well, we're going to watch a video and then I will uh, get us going. This, uh, the title of this video is called Why Church Community Matters. In the first chapter of Genesis, there's this really interesting thing that happens where God says, let us make man in our own image. Now, that's, that's plural. It says, let us make man in our own image. Now, he's talking about the Trinity there. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit are then creating us out of their own very image and breath, which means this community, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, if we're created in their image, then that means it's in our very identity that we are created for community as well. It's actually trying to live without community is like trying to live without oxygen. It's a very part of what it means to be human. I think a lot of times that we fall on the other side of that. We think we can just follow Jesus all by ourselves, just he's our best friend, and we have no church community. We have no uh, people around us that are helping us through life. But God gave us this family that actually is where true joy comes from. I mean, trying to live without the church is like trying to sit on a stool with one peg. You might be able to do it decently successful in regards to how you're showing yourself to the world, but it'll be very difficult and much harder. It wasn't created to act like that. We were created for community. We were created to be in the family of God. All right. So I share I share this video because um, I want us as a church to go on a bit of a journey together um, talking about community. And uh, he said right at the very beginning, Genesis 126, let us make man in our image. Let us. So he's talking about the Trinity, right? The God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and so even from the very beginning, it was about community. It wasn't about a lone ranger doing something on their own. It was about coming together for, for God's purposes, for God's glory, and for each other. And so community is, is just a, a huge, uh, needs to be a huge part of our lives. From the very beginning, it's been about togetherness. It's been about relationship. It's been about community from the very onset of our existence. And, uh, the truth is, is that we were never designed to do life on our own. Never designed to do life on our own. And, uh, you know, even uh, just, I think it was last week, perhaps, Irene and I were just chatting very, very briefly about reading the scriptures. And I just shared, shared with her how the early church, they, they didn't um, each have their own copy of the scriptures like we have today, Right? They came together as a community and they discussed the word together. They, they came together as a community and they, they looked through the scrolls, the word of God together. It was done in community. And, uh, in our culture today, we can really kind of isolate ourselves. We've got Jesus. I've got my word. I'm good. And I really believe God didn't design it to be that way. He wanted us to be doing life together. And uh, so in Acts 4, um, we read an account about how Peter and John, um, and I'll explain it a little bit more here. We're not going to read through it all, um, were under attack and held captive from the religious leaders of that time because they were doing these 
things. They were teaching Jesus boldly. They were preaching the word. And they were praying for the sick and seeing people healed. And, uh, and so really, they were doing nothing wrong, right? They weren't doing anything wrong. Actually, they were benefiting people, not hurting people, right? If you want to read through the story in Acts 4 and really Acts 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, you really see what happens when the Spirit of God comes upon people and, 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 and fills the early church, how, what God begins to do in and through their lives. And it's, it's incredible. And so they weren't actually hurting people at all, but they were benefiting people. And yet they experienced hardship and persecution uh, because of Jesus. That's what was going on. And uh, in Matthew 10, it talks about how all men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. I mean, I love that, that, that truth of his word. It's like, it's, it doesn't get any more plain than that to me. The reality is that there are going to be difficult times as followers of Christ. But if we stand firm till the end, we will be saved. He will be faithful to follow through on his promises in our lives. But it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And so these guys, Peter and John and many of the other disciples, they lived this. The, um, you know, um, the persecution didn't stop, but they, they just lived that all men will hate you because of me, but I'm gonna, we're going to stand firm. And, and, and what else, what the other thing they did is that it says, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. It's just like the persecution, sure, it's going to come. The challenges, they're going to come. But we're going to keep speaking about what we have seen and heard. We're going to keep speaking about the Christ, the risen Savior. We are going to keep speaking about him because he is faithful and he gives true abundant life. That is kind of where these guys are at. They're, they're going to keep speaking about what they've seen and heard, the healings and the miracles that are taking place in that moment. I mean, it's powerful. They don't allow the persecution. They don't allow the opposition. They don't allow any of that stuff to get in, in the way of what they're doing. They just go for it. Um, but but this, is, this is one of my favorite parts, is, is not just this, not that fact that they just keep speaking about what they have seen and heard, but it's about what they do and specifically where they go upon their release. Because I had said a few minutes ago that they were, they were held captive and then they were released. And in Acts 4.23 right here, it says, on their release, release, Peter and John went back to their own people. And some of the other translations that we read, it says they went back to their friends they return to their own company or companions. Um, another one is went to their fellow believers. And so in, in other words, they went to be with those who were one heart and mind with them. They didn't just run off to any old group of people. They, they had this family that they knew they could turn to. They went to this family and they, they, they went with them because they, they, they thought the same. They had the same heart. They had the same passion for the Lord. And they, they, in a sense, surrounded themselves with those individuals. Now, it wasn't so they could hibernate. It wasn't so that they could run away from the scary world. 
But they recognize the importance of coming together and being with this family so that they could again, and I won't, don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but so that they could, they could, they could be encouraged so that they could pray together so they could do all of these things together and so that then they could go out again with boldness preaching the word of God. They, they needed that community. They didn't isolate themselves from the, from, from that community. They made sure they, they, they were right smack dab in the middle of that community. And so, um, so the context of this story is what the disciples do when they were being persecuted. But I believe something deeper is being illustrated here. And for us today, it's this. Never underestimate the power of Christian community. Never underestimate the power of Christian community. And so in, in saying this, I'm not saying that we should not be involved in other like community groups. But there's something, um, there's something different about Christian community, right? And there should be something different about Christian community. There should be something beautiful about coming together and building each other up in our, in our faith so that we can be the most effective believers in our world as we go out and do life in our communities. And so I'm not saying don't be a part of other groups, but are we making this church community a priority in our lives? And, um, and, and, and in this particular case, we see them going to this, this family in, in time of persecution. But I really believe that that it needs to be not just in those moments. Often we will do that, right? In, in our, in those times of challenge, we then, we really cry out to the Lord. And, and, and that's not a bad thing necessarily. He wants us to cry out to Him. But, but sometimes when life is going smooth, we just, oh, everything's cool. I'm doing good, right? But I think in this particular case and in our lives, we need to be, we need to be turning to community in times of hardship, persecution, heartache, all of these different things. But we also need to just make it a part of our regular, ordinary life so that we are getting to know one another and we can be encouraging each other in those, in those times. So whether it's, so whether we are in hardship or whether we're just, it's smooth sailing, we want to, we need to make church community really, really important and, uh, and, and a priority in our lives. See, for the early church, everything, everything revolved around community, right? Community was at the core of their existence. It just was. I mean, and you, and you think if you start looking into more East, Eastern cultures and, and just other parts of the world, you'll see that it's very different than how we live today in our Western culture. And, uh, and so they understood, they really got this idea, this whole concept that they were designed to do life together. And in some ways, we in our Western culture have to force ourselves to do community together. It's like the, we, we want to almost do the exact opposite. Not everybody, I'm kind of making a blanket statement, but that can easily creep into our lives. And so Acts 2 talks about how the believers um, kind of, I know we're talking about Acts 4, but we, we do see in Acts 2 how the believers, they met together regularly, right? They, they broke bread together. They, they took time to, um, to, 
you know, dissect the word together and, and read the word together. And they took time to just, um, you know, just to encourage one another. This is, this was what was going on in the early part of the, uh, book of Acts. They, they did life together. And as I've been saying, um, a few times, there's a big difference between Eastern culture and Western culture. And we're a part of the Western culture where, where things are, done differently. And I think if we tried to force ourselves into the mold of an Eastern culture, it wouldn't work. Um, so I think we can't expect to necessarily live the same way as a different culture would live. It's just, we, we're different and that's okay. We need to recognize that. However, um, I think we can learn in part maybe some of these amazing qualities that we see more in the Eastern culture where, where they just naturally get this idea of doing life together, right? And so, um, so we wanna, we want to embrace, I guess, uh, maybe not the same tight quarters that, that maybe the Eastern culture would live in. I mean, and when you think of just, uh, I won't go into that, but the, the same tight quarters that, that the Eastern culture might live in, um, but, we want to maybe look at it different, just how we can draw closer together and draw ultimately closer with God. And so this morning, I don't want to even get into um, all of Acts 4, 23 to 31. But as I said, you can you can read it um, maybe at your own pleasure. But what I want us to see in these nine verses is what they did together and how the final outcome um, was God visiting them. And, and he was pleased with what they did. So after, after that moment of when they came, when they were, they were under persecution, they come into community and that's the first response, right? Is we need to be a part of our community and then they do a number of things. And then we see again, the power of the Holy Spirit moving, uh, in that moment. And then they go out in power again to preach the word. But what I want us to really focus on today is, yes, we need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit to preach the word. But this, is, this isn't really a message on us getting together so we can go out into the world and, and sort of love people, though that is really important. And we do touch on that very, very often as a church. But more the, I want us to be focusing on us as a community, us, this, this group right here coming together and the importance of doing that. Okay. So, um, the first thing we see is that they listened, right? They, they just, they took time to listen to one another. Right. When they got back, they explained what was going on, right? That's what, that's what took place. And, um, I love, I love the realness of this moment. I love the dog on the screen. He's got such cute ears. I'm sure if they were hanging down, they'd be tripping over them. But I love the realness of this moment. They didn't pretend that nothing was happening, right? They, they didn't ignore what had happened. They, they didn't try to, to be tough and keep it to themselves. Can anybody kind of think of moments in their lives where I just got to tough this out? I mean, yes, there's a place for that. And then there's a place where, no, maybe it's time to share what's going on, right? They don't. Sometimes in my family growing up, you just ignored it. Just it'll go away, but it never does, right? It's just swept under the rug. You know, other families just like really um, 
battle it out, but other families just sweep stuff under the rug. I'm from that family, right? So they didn't pretend that nothing happened. They didn't ignore what happened. They, they shared with each other what happened. There was this realness. There was this, there was this openness with each other. There wasn't this, you have to like put on your, your happy face when we're together. You have to wear your best outfit when we're together. There was this just just come, be raw, be real, be honest. And I understand that takes time. I understand that we're just not like necessarily just going to open up to each other just about all sorts of stuff. I mean, I've actually been known to do that a little bit more easily than other people in my life. And uh, I think maybe I've been able to find a good balance in that. But I don't... Re- I'm not saying it's going to just happen overnight, but this was something that was really important to them. They were honest and real and raw and open with each other. And so, so they shared what happened. And, and the most, maybe, maybe the most amazing thing was that the others listened, which is really, really key, right? I mean, there's nothing worse than sharing what's going on in your life with somebody. And then they just get caught up on like another conversation and walk away. Right. Or, you know, you're, you're doing something. And, and I know we all make mistakes sometimes and check out, like, even as I'm doing the, the words this morning, I checked out a few times. Um, not because I was trying to, uh, do some, I was just, yeah, I started like wanting to worship and then you forget to like change the words. And I'm not really the best person to do that. But anyhow, um, but sometimes you check out and, and I understand that, you know, we're all human. We, we, we make these mistakes, but, but there was this, this, this reality of them listening to one another. And, you know, a big part of community is listening. And, you know, sometimes you're going to be the one on the listening end and sometimes you'll be the one speaking, right? It, it depends on where you're at in life, but healthy community gives space for people to share. Healthy community gives space for people to share. And um, this doesn't mean that we get to gossip. It doesn't mean that we get to talk badly about each other, right? Well, you know, Julian on Sunday said that we can just start talking about stuff. So I got this, you know, this Dave guy, I got a, I don't know, I don't know about that guy, right? This is, this is not what we're talking about. We're not talking about gossip. We're not talking about talking badly. And, uh, and we're not talking about speaking negatively about others. But it does mean we want to we wanna take time to be heard and, and take time to, to listen to others because that's important. And, uh, you know, as a church, we're on a bit of a new journey together. And I think what's really important in that is that if you feel that, you know, there's something that you want to share, share it with us. If you feel there's something that that you think would be really great to do in the church, we want to hear your ideas. We we don't want this to be a a Julian and Chris show. We want this to be a a community that comes together and and really reaches our community and that we can have time together where we can grow and learn with each other. And I really believe that God has called us to all play a part in, in this church. And so we want, we want each and every one of you to know that let's, let's listen to each other's ideas. Let's, let's journey together. It doesn't always mean we'll use your idea. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a good idea. And, and just so you know, I've had a lot of ideas in the past. And, and just because I had the idea did not mean it was a good idea. And so I've had ideas and they have not happened. But we want to be able to create that environment where we can feel like we can share 
maybe what's on our heart and what's going on. And, and, uh, and so if you're here and you're like, yeah, I think this would be cool or that would be cool, like speak to me or Chris or, or, or Jen or Karen or somebody, Kyla, so that we can, you know, see what we can do about us as a church moving forward and doing what God's called us to do. And so I've kind of said a couple of things there. Part of it is like as a church as a whole, what can we do be doing as a church? So that's part of it. And But also, as we see in this story, they were just listening to each other about what was going on. So there is going to be, of course, that element of just personal, what's going on, how you doing, how can we encourage each other so that we can be at our best for the Lord, right? Okay, so... Um, so that's the first thing they did, is that they, they listened. Um, and after they listened, they do something so important. They don't dwell on the challenges ahead of them. They don't go, oh, this, is, this seems so like, how are we ever going to, to kind of manage this? How are we going to move forward? How are we going to overcome these, these obstacles and hurdles and challenges? What, are we, they don't, they, what they do after that, right away, is they strengthen themselves in the Lord. They strengthen themselves in the Lord. And uh, the scripture that's going to come up in a moment says, um, you know, basically they remind themselves who God is. They remind themselves who God is. They did this for Silas this morning, but he's not here. But uh, they remind themselves who God is. And they say, um, this is what it says in Acts 4. They begin praying and they say, Sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. And again, we may read that passage sometimes and, and we just kind of skim over it, don't we? That reality and that truth that God is, I mean, he's pretty huge. When you look at that, when you look at those scriptures or that, that passage right there, it's like, that's pretty huge. And we do just skim over that sometimes. Yeah, it's cool. It's good. And, but sometimes I think we need to really look at that and go, that's big. That's, that's pretty serious. And so, in reading this scripture, I'm reminded that there is nothing that God can't do. Now, I understand that sometimes we're in the, in the midst of pretty ugly situations, pretty challenging situations, ch- situations that seem like, how on earth are we going to get through this? I get that. And in the moment, sometimes me saying these words, there's nothing that God can't do in your life. Sometimes it's like, yeah, I know for me, I, I, I believe it for everybody else sometimes, but I don't believe it for myself, right? We, we so often do that when we're living in the moment. We believe it for other people, but not for ourselves. But there's nothing that he can't do. And that was how these, these, these early believers, as they pr- began to pray and as they began to strengthen themselves in the Lord, they were just saying, Lord, there's nothing that you can't do or accomplish in and through our lives, right? And so as followers of Christ, you know, I, again, talking about realness and being, being, being raw with each other, it's like, it, I really believe it's not cool to be fake. There's nothing worse than being fake. As a church, as a community, I believe, obviously we need to be considerate of one another. We need to be caring with one another. We need to be, we need to, to love one another. So there's an element of like, well, I'm not being fake, so I'm just going to tell people off. That's not cool either, right? I'm just going to be real. I'm just going to tell you how it is. No, we don't want to go down that path. So it's not cool to be fake, but it's also not cool to be rude, right? But if you're struggling then let somebody know. 
If you're sick, then we want to pray with you. If you're down, then we want to come around you and encourage you. If you are, if you're it, uh, like doing amazing, then that's awesome. Then we want to hear that as well. And, and I really believe that it's important that if you're doing amazing, then that's your greatest opportunity to get behind somebody that's struggling, right? Instead of just keeping it to yourself, it's like, yeah, I understand there's this fine line and being considered again of like, okay, so-and-so is really struggling and I'm doing awesome. So I don't want to blab in their face that, hey, life is awesome right now. I'm just, everything is going so well. I hear things aren't going so good for you though. Oh man, that's too, okay. You know, there's a, there's a way to go about that, right? There's a way to rejoice in what's happening in your life and get behind somebody else that is struggling in a tasteful way. And I believe it's really important that we do that. But I don't think it's a good idea just to pretend that, pretend that life isn't going great when it is going great. Because we want to rejoice with those that are rejoicing. We want to be able to mourn with those who are mourning. And I think it's important as a church community that we see in people's lives that, yeah, you're walking in victory and some things are going really good. You have had some struggles, but look where you're going now. And then getting behind those other ones and saying, hey, you can do it too. I mean, that is a part of a community. That's how we grow together. That's how we encourage each other. That's how we, we really see what God is doing in, our, in, our through, in and through our lives so we can be, um, yeah, just really excited about who God is and that he is true, um, that he does fulfill his promises in our lives. And so we want to be coming around each other and encouraging each other um, in the Lord. And, you know, when we are able to uh, strengthen ourselves in the Lord, we begin to see his perspective. When you're in that challenging moment, it's hard to see his perspective, right? When, when, when we're um, in those challenging moments, we want to see and we want to we want to get his hope in our life. We want to get his strength in our lives. That's what we need. And, and so we want his perspective uh, in our community so that we can be moving forward. And as I've, I've said just in many, many different ways, sometimes it's hard to see his perspective. And so sometimes his perspective is going to come through somebody else. Sometimes God's going to use his word to show us his perspective. Sometimes he might just speak audibly to you or something you know, may go on in your life that's going to be like, oh, thank you, Lord, I hear that. Or he's just going to, on a Sunday morning or on a Tuesday night or on a Thursday night or whenever other times that we meet, we're going to, one of your, you know, fellow mates right beside you is going to say, hey, I've been thinking this or that or whatever. And that's how God's going to speak to you. And that's how you're going to get his perspective in your situation and what's going on in life. And so we want to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. We want to listen and we want to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. And the last thing we see is that um, they prayed. Now, in, in some ways, you could look at this morning's message as a formula for success. And uh, I don't think it's uh, as neat and tidy as that necessarily. Um, I mean, in this particular chapter of, of Acts, it just seems like it just was like, they, they, they took time to listen and then they strengthened each other in the Lord and then they prayed and bam, right? I mean, that is what happened. And I believe that can happen, but sometimes it may not happen as smooth as that. And that's where we need to be patient and journey with one another. But we do see that they pray together. And, um, really, if you read through Acts 4, the strengthening themselves in the Lord and the praying happened in many ways simultaneously. 
really the listening, which is interesting, was a very small part in this account. What happened is the main part was how they brought God into the center of their time. I'm not saying God wasn't in there listening, but it seems immediately after they just share what was going on, and in this particular case, it was the persecution, they switched their focus quickly around from the problem and onto the solution. And in that, we, they, they are strengthening each other in the Lord and they take time to prayer pray. Right away, their focus is off the problem and onto the solution. And in our lives, sometimes we focus more on the problem and less on the solution. And so, and, uh, and sometimes we don't know how that solution is going to work its way out in our lives. But the first place we need to start is by taking time to pray. And, uh, and what's important in this one, again, is that they weren't praying on their own. They were praying as a community. Now, I'm not saying don't have those times on your own with the Lord in prayer and reading the word, but they took time to pray together. And I'm sure they weren't all amazing prayers and had it all together. And, and uh, to be honest, I don't, I'm not really keen on praying in front of a whole lot of people. Maybe, you know, you're probably thinking you're like the pastor guy. You should like to do that, but I really don't. But, but they prayed in community and they just talked to the Lord and they just, strengthen themselves in the Lord. And so verse 24 says, when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. I mean, it's just, it's like there was just, what's the solution? Let's go there. And so I just really think it's important that we, that we don't, that we don't underestimate the importance and the power of prayer. And I know in my own life, I have certainly underestimated the power of prayer. I know that for sure. And, uh, and constantly I'm reminded of the importance of not underestimating the power of prayer. And so these guys, they pray. And, um, I really believe it's in prayer that will give us the boldness that we need. I really believe it's in prayer that will bring us closer together. It's prayer that moves the hand of God. And, uh, and ultimately, we want to see um, God's hand move in our lives and in the community around us. We can't underestimate the power of prayer. And uh, at the very beginning of this talk, there was that picture of a tree. And, um, you know, as I close this morning as we begin this journey together again in a, in some ways this this morning time slot and this this kind of regrouping and 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 trusting God for what he has for us as a church um i want to say that the depth of our community with the lord and each other has a direct correlation to the health of the church and the fruit and health in our lives if you go to the next slide chris it says the depths of our community with the Lord and each other has a direct correlation to the health of the church and the fruit and health in our lives. I really believe that, and we're going to journey down this path together, and next week Chris will be sharing, and he's going to be doing a time of communion, and and uh, might be done in a unique way for you um, next week. No pressure, Chris. 
He shared some stuff with me. We'll see what happens. It could be really amazing. It could be just how we normally do it. But we'll see what happens. Um, but I really believe that we can underestimate the importance of community and, uh, and how God designed us to live in community. And again, I'm not trying to make us fit a mold that is maybe very different than what we're used to or what is familiar for our culture. I, 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 I never want to force us into something that we're not. I want to honor who God's created us to be. And yet at the same time, we, we gotta, there's areas in our lives where we got to go, God, does this line up to you? Am I creating, am I creating, or am I treating community in my life at the same level of, as importance as you want it to be in my life? And, and that could go on uh, with many things. In my journey with you, Lord, this is who I am, but have I made this a priority and that a priority and these things that you want to be a priority in my life? Am I making them a priority in my life? But this morning, we're talking about community. And so together, I really believe there's, there's just such value in taking time to listening and encouraging one another and just being real and honest and raw and doing that in a way that pleases the Lord, right? Doing, doing it in, in such a way that God is like honored in, in that conversation. Doing it in such a way that as, as the scriptures say at the end of Acts 4, that then, um, they're, they are fueled with boldness to go and reach the community. But I think even in that, in that visitation again of the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon them and working in and through their lives, I guarantee that yes, it was a huge part of what well, was, it was the part that, that allowed them to, to move in boldness in their community. But I bet you it was very encouraging for each other and they were able to do a lot of really cool things as a community of believers as well. And, uh, and so listening to each other, we, the, the importance of strengthening one another in the Lord, again, being there for one another and, and, and listening to the Lord for others. I think that is so important. And then, of course, taking time to pray. And I just close with this. Um, and this, this morning, we're, we're not going to end with a song. We're just going to just, I think, just, just take a couple of moments. I'm just going to pray and, and, uh, and just remind us of a couple of things. And then we're just going to, again, just have some coffee and tea and just a, a small time of fellowship. And uh, that will be how we close this morning. Okay? But... This Tuesday night, we have prayer at 7 o'clock. And, uh, not 7 o'clock, 7.30. And, um, so we have prayer once a month. And this month and next month, they're, they're not as normal as they normally are (laughs) for the time. But this Tuesday night, we do have prayer at 7. And I, I recognize that we, 7.30, I recognize that we, we all have things going on in life. And sometimes we just can't make things. I, I get that. And, and, and that happens in my own life. Um, but this is an opportunity where we can come together, encourage each other, pray for, pray for each other if that is something that needs to take place, but ultimately just to be seeking the Lord and to, and, and just, and just crying out to Him for, for what He wants to do in and through our lives and what, for what He wants to do in this community of Kemptown and in Brighton. So that's happening. The prayer nights, it's, it is this Tuesday, but it, 
it happens once a month where we get together and take time to pray. And then the other thing that we're going to be doing uh, on the 8th of May, immediately after our service on the 8th of May, and I'll, I'll mention this a few more times, is we're going to just have a church social. And um, the plan for this one, I mean, and we're going to have to be flexible, but we, we thought it would be nice to just kind of have a picnic lunch together, maybe down on the seafront or maybe up in Queens Park, just depending on what the weather does. We'll, um, we'll just have to be flexible with that. But we just want to come together, worship the Lord in, uh, in this setting, but then also get together with, with each other and, and just spend some quality time to get, uh, quality time together and just get to know each other, maybe on a different, kind of a, in, in a different environment and on a different level. And uh, that would just be really fantastic as well. So that's going to be May 8th, like I said, right after the morning service. And um, all of these sort of add-ons that are obviously not add-ons, but it's just kind of, they're add-ons to our Sunday, or maybe maybe a Sunday is an add-on to our life groups. I'm not sure. But um, all of these things are times where we can just get together and get to know each other and build community. And I really believe, even in those times, I know for me in my own life, it was um, just recognizing that just getting together and making Christ the center of your time with one another is, is it just pleases him. You know, we have put church in a box that it has to look like this, what, in a sense, what we're doing right now. But God wants us, he wants to kind of blow apart that box and, and allow us to just live in community with one another and do it in a way that is not necessarily traditional, but is in a way that he designed us to, to live in community with him at the center. And uh, I know for me, it's like I've recognized that I can worship the Lord if I'm out on the soccer f- football field with my, with my son, I can worship the Lord. If I'm out doing something different, I can be worshiping the Lord. I can, I can, it's just God is with me wherever I'm going, and I just want him to be a part of it, and, and I want us to just recognize the importance of growing together and just honoring him with our lives and doing that in community. Yeah? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.